Hey, this is Calvin Rosser. You can find me at Calvin underscore Rosser on Twitter. And I'm Steph Smith, and you can find me at StephSmithIO on Twitter. Today, we're going to talk about how to avoid making your bad days destructive days. Yeah, so I guess to start off, how would you define a bad day versus a destructive day? So for me, a bad day is every day you kind of wake up feeling differently. Sometimes I'm tired. Sometimes I'm groggy. Sometimes I'm just in a bad mood. It could be because of something that happened the day before, or maybe it's just some random chemical thing going on in my body. And of course it can improve or get worse throughout the day. But what I found is you just sometimes end up in bad moods and it can be, you know, there's an inciting incident, like a coworker says something to you that is, you perceive as offensive or something doesn't work out at work or you figure out that you lost money in the stock market. All, all these things can trigger a bad day. And what I'm really interested in talking about is how do you avoid letting these natural emotions that happen to all of us impede you from being your best self at work and actually causing a lot of damage? Like, have you ever been in a situation where you were having a bad day and, and that sort of snowballed at work? I certainly had many early in my career. Oh, for sure. And I think something you said there is really important. You're like, they do damage. So destructive day, the way I see it is like you said, everyone has bad days, but bad days I think are more transient where like you're experiencing the bad day, but you're not really allowing that to impact like the next day or your relationships with your coworkers or anything like that, that again, are more long lasting, especially how people may view view you <laughs> after that day. And I can say you asked if I've experienced that. Yes, absolutely. Where I also feel like I've been working to try to mitigate these destructive days, but especially early on, if I had a coworker that was really not enjoyable to work around, if I had an encounter with them that one day, I really struggled to shake it off and to not respond in a certain way or not allow it to impact my day or other people's days in my interactions with them. And I think that really is the key. Like, how do you make sure the damage is really transient and not something that is long lasting. Yeah. Let's just go into an example. So I had one from last September and this is, you know, mind you after I've already practiced this skill a bunch. So it's, it's hard to get right every time, but I had a presentation. It was a pretty big one. It was about a project I had been working on for six months. It was about to end and the presentation just didn't go as I expected. People didn't respond the same way and it ended up creating like three months more of work. And this wasn't a project I was particularly enjoying. And so I left the call and despite it being actually a productive call for everyone else involved, I was angry. And instead of just like taking a walk or going for a surf or doing all these things that could calm me down, what I did was I started getting my coworkers on the phone, including I had quasi multiple bosses at that time. I got both of them on the phone. There's probably hours of conversation, part of which where I almost rage quitted. And that's obviously not a great way to, to leave a job. But you know, at the end of the day, the better thing would have been to just step away. Maybe I should have even logged off. I think this is this is one of the things that's important is maybe just log off or just do things that reset you. For me, like a good long, hard surf can do that or a run or something. But instead, I complained and I vented and I was probably right in some ways. But at the same time, you know, outside perspective, like the other people weren't mad about that call. It was something going on within me. And I ended up, I think, just doing a lot more collateral damage and the situation worked out and I found actually a new role and, and good things came out of it. But it was like a painful process. And it was certainly one that people remembered. And this is the thing that I think is really important with this is it takes time to build up trust with your colleagues. 
And even if you have like really good rapport, I think people will forgive you for certain things, but you can easily erode that trust and also build, build the perception of being difficult. And that is a really difficult one to shake off because once you're perceived to be difficult, anything you say, even if it's like constructive feedback could be just like, oh, this is just Calvin or Steph being difficult again. And that can really impact your your work life and mental health. And I've just had many situations like that. I don't know if you have an example that comes to mind or just like things you actually do to to stop yourself from causing this damage that we're talking about. Yeah, I think something that I tried to remember to your point, like you might have in your example been totally entitled to your emotion or or how you were feeling. And people may have even caused that for you. But the thing that I always try to remember is that if I do have a destructive day, the person it hurts the most is me in the end. The way that I'm then viewed by my coworkers or again, any other collateral damage that I create during that time period, the person it hurts the most is me, right? And so even if I feel entitled to be angry at someone or to take my emotion out on someone, like that's really just going to reflect more negatively on me. And I tried to like (laughs) check myself in. I'm not great at it still to this day. And I think the best thing you can do is exactly what you said, just like taking time away and letting the emotion subside. So you can come in with a clear head because I think to your point about people being painted a certain way, I think we can all, if you imagine like anger or a similar emotion on a scale, we normally are all five or below and we can handle every so often someone being seven or eight. But if you really get quite angry and and like have a more emotional experience with your coworkers, like that is a little jarring, (laughs) right? And if that happens once, like that happened once recently with me. And I actually, I went back to my boss later and I was like, I'm really sorry about that because I knew he was trying to help me too. (laughs) And he's like, it's okay. Everyone gets one freak out. And he, he wasn't actually saying everyone just gets one, but he was kind of saying, we all do it sometimes, but please don't become that person who does this all the time. And I hope I'm not that person. But the point is that it is really destructive when, when you act like that. And it, mostly the destruction ends up falling on how people view you. So what do you do? I, I think there are cases we both work remotely and, and have for a long time. And that actually, I think, is the easiest case where you can just shut your laptop walk away, get some space, maybe try to get some perspective on it and even just log off for the day and maybe you catch up the next day. But what happens when you have, you know, I've had situations where I have more meetings and even meetings with like the people that I may be angry with or something. Like how, how do you actually approach that situation? Because I know once I get in the negative spiral, this is one thing I, I love about meditation is it helps you, you basically see the negative thought and once you observe it, you can you can kind of stop it from snowballing into something else. But once I'm in that mode, anything someone does can set me off in these, you know, they, they can say something trivial and I interpret it just through this lens of I'm angry. And so like you're being hostile towards me or something. And therefore, my responses are more hostile and it can just create this negative cycle. But like, what do you do when you can you can't just log off and and you have to keep interacting with people? It's a tough question because I have struggled with that as well. I think one of the things, so I got my team recently to create these personal user manuals. And I think if we could just have more work interactions that were very open in the sense of like a, a user manual for an appliance is basically like, this is how you get the most out of this appliance. Like this is how you can utilize it most effectively. And I think parts of the personal user manual are helpful in this. And I'm thinking of this because actually someone on my team filled one out recently. And he basically said like, I don't often need it, but if I ask for space, like, please, 
please give it to me. And I was like, wow, like, of course I would give him space no matter what, but it was really powerful to be like, wow, he, that's something he really needs. And also something that maybe I should pay attention to more. And if you're on the other side of that, I think even though it's tough, sometimes just instead of being destructive and maybe going into a meeting and ending up doing something that could be really damaging, just saying, hey, I I really just need to not be a part of this meeting or I need to take some time away. And just saying that very, very clearly is maybe a little uncomfortable, but I think at the end of the day, if you can catch yourself in those situations and avoid them, you're going to do a lot less damage. Definitely. I I'm not a team lead now, but when I was, I, one of my approaches, because you'll you'll have to have like one-on-one with your teammates and you don't want to <laughs> show up to those feeling negative and you also don't want to cancel them all the time because those are important for, for your team. Sometimes I would just be upfront, like I'm having a bad day. So, you know, if I'm lethargic or not responding well, it has nothing to do with you. It's just like a, a personal thing. And yeah, I just want you to know that so that you don't think something is going on here with you because it's not, it's, it's all about me. I found that can help diffuse the situation and even help me feel better. What, what is, you mentioned the user manuals, like what is that if someone doesn't know what that is? Yeah. So again, it's like when you buy an appliance, you get a user manual because of course you can use the appliance, like however you wish, but like if you read the manual, you probably won't chop up your finger if you read the blender (laughs) manual. But the same thing is true with people. Like when we hire them, I mean, not in such a, maybe this is going to sound wrong, but we really want to get the most out of them. Right. And they also probably want to get the most out of like their time at the company. And I think sometimes you go in and you hire them and you're, you just throw them into something and you don't really spend the time learning about how they work best, what type of person they are, you know, even things like I created my own personal user manual and sent it to my team. And then they came up with all types of new stuff of like, how I actually like to orient my day. Am I outgoing? Am I more introverted? Am I, I don't know. How do I like receiving feedback. There was all types of stuff like that. Where What's an example of something that's in your personal user manual? So some of those things like, how do you know when I'm stressed? Or how do I best like to receive feedback? What what does my typical day look like? Or maybe my optimal day? Maybe I, my days don't look like this, but I'd like them to look like this. And you're basically trying to, you know, you maybe can't create the perfect environment for them. But for example, one of the actual outputs of, of one of my team members is I saw on his that he really prefers phone calls over Zoom calls when possible. And I was like, oh my God, we can totally, because we have one-on-ones, let's just do our next call on on the phone because we absolutely don't need to do it on Zoom. So there's even just little things like that where I think you can just like learn to work better together. And I think that if you do spend the time on those personal user manuals, it can really help in some of these more like uncomfortable situations, like when you need to give feedback or when someone's upset or having a stressful day and you can just be a little more alert with them. Cool. So these are just like self-awareness documents. I actually, I have one of these as well. Sometimes I'll, if I'm meeting someone for the first time, I'm like, Hey, here, you can get up to speed with what it would be like to work with me. And it'll have things like, I enjoy learning and contribution. And by the way, I'm a huge pain in the ass if I don't understand why we're doing something because that's really important to me. And if I don't understand the why, like I can't get behind it. So let's take like the extra two minutes to do that. And for people who understand that, they can work with me much better. I think it requires a little bit of self-awareness. Most people have, exactly. I think, the right degree of it. And then things like strengths and weaknesses and even just, I think when you send those around, you you showcase your humility and stuff. Yeah, so that's and- a good idea. Like you were saying, I think sometimes when people haven't gone through that step before, it's actually really helpful for them as well. They're like, how do I like to receive feedback? Or like, how do I like to orient my day? And it's helpful for them to also acknowledge those things. And I think they're really important. We all work remotely now. And I think as we were talking about like bad days or destructive days, like I think sometimes 
days can become really destructive when certain context is missing or you interpret things and they weren't actually how they were intended to be. And you're just like going through your day and you're seeing certain Slack messages or on calls and you're like, what the hell is going on? Or maybe someone's not responding to you and you don't realize that actually it's like, oh, they're <laughs> they're like out for a run or, or they're really busy on a project and they just didn't see it. But when you're working remotely, sometimes you create your own context. And I think the user manuals are really nice because you can kind of remember like how certain people like maybe you know someone on your team actually just loves to like go heads down in the afternoon and then you maybe don't feel as lost in the the workplace because you've actually addressed some of those things beforehand cool so outside of the user manual what are things you do i know i i will take a walk uh sometimes meditation will help but sometimes that just makes me stew in my own madness <laughs> uh, I, the the most effective tactic for me is is going for like a long hard surf or just something really physical because you know, I'm kind of chaotic in the beginning, but by the end, you know, have a little bit more perspective. Like, what do you do tactically? So again, I'm not great at actually doing stuff, but um, when I do like successfully snap out of it, it, yeah, it's normally some sort of activity like exercising, running, yoga, something that just takes your mind somewhere else. And I feel like that's required for me at least like if i if i don't do something that like fully takes my mind off i can't just like continue to work or continue like on the same trajectory that i was on during the day i really need to fully disconnect from whatever is going on and then come back to it later something else i found super helpful is it only works sometimes but i'll actually ask the person like hey did you mean this like i have one colleague who i used to work with and one thing that's interesting about remote communication is if, if you've never met your colleagues or something, you may not have the same trust or rapport with them, but you're mostly seeing written communication and that written communication, like everyone writes differently. Some people use emojis, other people don't. This person in particular always uses proper punctuation and uses very short sentences and the thumbs up emoji all the time. And you're like, hey man, I poured my heart out into this <laughs> message. Like you just gave me the thumbs up. Like, what does that even mean? But over time you you learn like working with that person, it's like, oh, that's just how they operate. And that's really different for me when I'm using dancing panda emojis and all kinds of things that try to show my enthusiasm. That's actually something I had to get much better at over time. And so I think things like that can help too, where especially in the remote context, you have the user manual, maybe you take some time for yourself, pay attention to how you're doing your written communication. Like, you know, a smiley can be perceived as sarcastic, but if you do it in the right way, whether it's like the dancing panda or whatever fits with your style, I think you can sometimes lighten messages or just convey things that don't come across in, in written tone and avoid some of these like digital miscommunications, which from my perspective, cause a lot of the the stuff in the remote world, because you're just sort of making up the story of, of what someone else is saying to you. Yeah. Can we bring up a story from, we used to work together <laughs> and we, when we first joined the company we used to work together with, there was two people who thought that you were very, I don't know if antisocial or what the term was, but hardo. like serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the reason for that was kind of like what we were talking about, because we used to do these co-working sessions and I'd show up and you know, be friendly and whatever. And and you didn't show up all the time, not because you didn't like them or because you were trying to be a hardo, but just because you were working. <laughs> I don't actually know why you didn't show up to them for a while. And then you got some feedback based on that. And you were like, oh, okay. And then all it took was like joining those work meetings, like smiling a little <laughs> more. And yeah. was, was there anything else? Or it's just like little things like that that actually can make a big difference when you're working remotely. Well, the feedback was, hey, we're we're not computers, we're not APIs, like we're humans. Uh, we're not just like ROI 
improving machines like like you're operating here. I was I was pretty like hard hard heads down type of work at that point. I had just come from investment banking and was like moving up the learning curve. So I definitely was pretty serious. But yeah, the solution was just showing up to these co-working sessions. Admittedly, I did feel like they were a little bit of a waste of time, especially because I was quite busy at that time. But yeah, showing up to those, they saw, I smile, I have a personality. And these just happened to be people who needed a little bit more social stuff from work, whereas I was just focused on on results. And, and sometimes that can can impede your progress as well. And everything, I think both of them ended up, you know, liking me reasonably well, and or at least thinking more favorably than than those first couple of months. Yeah. Okay. So we talked, we started with how to not turn bad days into destructive days. Is there anything else, any other thoughts you have around that? I don't think so. I, I think the key with it is just like pay attention if it's happening. If you start seeing everyone's message as, you know, a front to to you and your work and every in your whole identity or something, maybe you're the asshole in that situation or you're just kind of angry and and you need some time to step away, but try to do something that gives you perspective. I don't know if you have a dog, go lay with the dog, pet the dog, whatever. We all have these different things to to pull us out of that. Another thing I would say is just like, if you can shut down your work. And then the third thing, maybe tell people you're having a bad day. If you have to keep, you know, interacting with people or, you know, don't vent until you've taken some time to like, think about it because the most important thing here is you can cause some long-term damage to your, your perception, your reputation. And also, you know, that, that kind of stuff just compounds over time with your work. And even if you're doing a good job, if, if you're perceived as difficult or something, your work may not not be perceived the same way, which can be pretty frustrating. Yeah. I have one final thing to add there that I just thought of is, so everyone is entitled to be angry or frustrated or sad or, or any emotion really at work. But I think the times when it becomes really destructive is when you come with like absolutely no solution and you're not necessarily required to come up with a solution, but what comes across much better is like, if someone comes and is like, I hate my role, <laughs> you're like, great. Like, how do I, how do I address this? But if they come in and they're like, you know what, my role's not really defined and I'm pretty frustrated. Like that's a lot more actionable. And what's even more actionable is if they say, you know what, I, my role's not really defined, but I think it can move in this direction. And I have these three projects that I I want to work on to get started. That's like amazing, right? You're like, absolutely, let's just do this. And that's not even, that's not destructive at all. That's empowering and, and helpful. And so I think it can be really helpful to take the time away that you need to calm down. And then part of that taking the time away clears your mind so you can actually be more of a problem solver and not just <laughs> a ball of emotion um, because that's not very productive. And I was listening to a podcast recently with Angela Duckworth. She wrote that book, Grit. And she said she she was doing this presentation and it she invited all these people, like big names, people she was really proud to present to. And she said it just like, really didn't go very well. And then after she was really upset and her friend was basically like telling her it didn't go very well. And she, what she ended up doing is like, I think the next morning or something, recrafting her slides and then sending them out and just being like, hey, everyone, I'm really sorry that I wasted your time to make sure that you got something valuable. Like here is almost like a solution again. Here is like what I really meant to say and, you know, take it or leave it. But like, I wanted to not waste your time. And so I think just an element of like, yeah, taking time away and then coming with a solution or something to resolve the situation is much more effective and less destructive. Definitely. I mean, you have to help people help you. And that's another problem. If you go around like venting sometime, let's say you're venting to your boss, they may say like, well, what can I do to help? And when you're in that emotional reactive state and you haven't thought about it, you may 
you may not suggest things, but you also may suggest things that don't actually solve your problem. And so you really have to step back and say, what is it that I need? Do I want more money? Do, do I want uh, more freedom in my job? Do I want to be doing different things? You know, do I want more connection with my colleagues? Whatever it is, sometimes you need to step away to understand that. And if, if you start asking for things and then you get them and you're still not happy, that's when people become really frustrated with you. So, you know, taking a step back and help you get to that point too. I think we should wrap it there. This is a part of me and Steph's attempt to be better podcasters. We're trying to find our rhythm. We're doing a podcast every day for 30 days about topics around life and business and the things that you don't learn in school to just be an overall happier, wiser, and more productive person. Anything else, Steph? No, we recorded our first podcast. Congrats. Hope you guys enjoyed it.